0: This episode of Sage Aging is brought to you by Polk Elder Care Guide, your guide to all things senior care and resources. Available in both English and Spanish, you can find the guide and much more at polkeldercare.com. Welcome to the Sage Aging Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Craven. The mission of Sage Aging is to help you connect to information and resources that will empower you to master the aging and caregiving journey. Weekly, I'll bring you great conversations with industry professionals and others to shed some light on topics of aging and to empower you to take charge of your journey. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe a cool glass of lemonade and sit back and relax as we chat. Are you ready? Hit subscribe now, and let's get started. According to a 2018 AARP survey, 76% of older adults in America say they want to age in place. While aging in place is what most prefer, there are lots of things that can get in the way of that. One of the most important aspects of maintaining independence is the management of a person's day-to-day financial affairs. Though it's different for each individual, it's no secret that for some, the ability to handle finances diminishes with age. Some older adults may forget to pay bills or just become overwhelmed by paperwork. After the death of a spouse who handled all financial affairs, the surviving spouse may find themselves in over their head. Any of these issues can make them vulnerable to scammers. In the more severe instances, guardianship may be a good option, but for those who simply need a little help to remain independent, a daily money manager might be better. And that is our topic of discussion today. My guest, Heather Reiner, is a daily money manager at All About Aging. Crossing her love of numbers with a passion for people, she's found a career that allows her to spend her days using her expertise to help older adults realize their dreams of aging in place. Welcome to the show, Heather, and thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, Liz. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad to have you. It's the total truth. I've never heard of a daily money manager before. Maybe I've been hiding under a rock or something. Is that a new profession? Well, actually, uh, I just
1: joined a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, and I thought it was a new profession. But actually, uh, I found a daily money manager to train me, and she's been doing it for 30 years. So it has been around. It's just not well known. A lot of us get put into a bubble of, oh, you must be a bookkeeper or a CPA or a financial advisor, but we are none of those things, but we are some of those things. So we like to partner uh, with those professionals. We are more like your right hand or your second set of eyes.
0: Well, I want to go back and talk more about exactly what your profession is. But first, I'd love it if you'd just tell me a little bit about your background and how you came around to this career and why you love doing it. Of course.
1: Well, in college, I knew that I loved numbers and working with money. But because my birthday falls on tax day, I knew I didn't want to go into anything with taxes.
0: (laughs) Um, That was a good choice. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) So uh, I ended up working as a teller for a small local bank. And I was a teller for about two years. And then there was an opening in the trust department. So I got the position. So I was an assistant in the trust department. Well, I fell in love with it because it dealt with investments. But I was more on the administrative side. And I got to work with clients and be more hands-on, but I wasn't face-to-face with them. So then I opened with two other partners, uh, Aventail Wealth Management and Downtown Winter Haven. And I'm still co-owner there, but I worked with them for about three and a half years. And I just wanted to do something even more hands-on. I just wanted to be with my clients, whether it was in the living room or in their community, wherever they resided. So then I was Speaking with Carrie Harrington, who is a friend of mine, and they were looking to expand um, the daily money manager side of all about aging. And they are a geriatric care management firm, so they help more with the medical and care side, but they also saw the need of daily money management. Several of our clients have dementia or other needs. And they just needed somebody to help look at their finances and help pay bills. And we just decided to partner together. So I left Aventil and I came over to All About Aging a little over a year ago. So I've really delved into it and learned a lot. And um, like I said, I, I found somebody to train me who's actually been doing it for 30 years. And she is part of American Association of Daily Money Managers. I'm also a member But come to find out, she helped start that membership. And thankfully, Adam, what we call it, uh, Adam allows daily money managers to join an association and get the insurance that they need that's specifically designed for them. And you can also be certified, which I'm working on doing. You have to do it for about two years before you can take the test. So of course, I'm going into my second year now. So I'll be able to take that test this year. And you don't have to be certified, but it brings another level of professionalism. So I'm looking forward to that this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've got some work in front of you, don't you? I Getting ready for that test. That's such a good thing. I love to hear professionals say that they are seeking additional education and working to be better at what they do. Because you're right, that does instill another level of confidence in people. Yes, And by the way, the group that you are working with all about aging, they are just amazing. I can't say enough about them. And as a matter of fact, Barbara was one of my early guests in this podcast. I want to say... It was episode number eight. I will definitely link it in the show notes as a related episode for my listeners, just so you can go and listen to hear uh, all about aging and what they do. But in general, for those of you who don't live in the Polk County, Florida area, it talks about care management and life care managers and what are those and what do they do. And the daily money manager piece is a part of what they're offering in many of those organizations as it relates to life care management, because the needs of older adults are far reaching. It's not just medical. It's not just someone to check on mom or assist with activities of daily living. There's also the financial piece and the legal piece. And there are a lot of pieces that have to come together in order for that time of life to be uneventful in the sense of, you know, things going wrong. And so that's what organizations like All About Aging are there for. They're life care managers, and they can help families to bring about some stability in organization and all of the pieces that have to come together. Yes, definitely. So let's talk about the mechanics of daily money management first, Let's talk about how you fit into the picture for a family.
1: I do like to work alongside the family. Uh, A lot of times we are hired by the client themselves, but I still like to be transparent and let the family and the power of attorney know everything that's going on. But sometimes I can also be hired as a friend to my client. So the family member can hire me and then I just come in and just act as an assistant to the client, similar to how our care managers work, too, they, they do the same thing, so it's just worked really well. I come in, and sometimes I have clients that live at home, and I also have clients that live in a community. It's very individualized um, and unique to whatever situation they are in. Of course, with 2020, it's more difficult to work with clients that are in a community, but I have been able to work around that. But yeah, it just it just kind of depends on the situation and where they're living and and what I can do for my client.
0: So let's go back. You said something so interesting that I think others who are listening might it might have been a curiosity for them. You said you can be hired as a friend, and I take that to mean in the eyes of the person who needs the assistance but might be a little bit resistant to having someone come in, a family member might say, Mom, I hired you an assistant to come and help you with the day-to-day stuff to make things easier for you. And they're going to help you and and be your secretary or assistant and pay your bills and do those things for you. Is that what you meant by that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because a lot of times, um, especially in the financial world, trust goes a long way. So if the family decides to hire me, and then they try to have that conversation with their loved one, if there's any resistance they can say, you know, this is who she is. She could just be your assistant. If they can show that they trust me, then it's easier to get in the door and to help the client and make sure, you know, nothing nothing goes to the wayside as far as bills. Um, there's no exploitation, anything like that. It's just another level of security in their eyes. Right. If the family trusts me,
0: that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, we'll mention that. The Association of Daily Money Managers, you go through background checks every couple of years, and you have all of the basis covered as it relates to security and safety.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you are not even allowed to be a member unless you do the background checks every two years.
0: <laughs> That's great. So, well, yeah. that is good because <laughs> exploitation of older adults is rampant. Yes. It happens all of the time and it comes in so many different forms. A few episodes back, and I can't remember which number it is, but I'll link this in the show notes as well. I talked to Mark Bachelor about cybersecurity and Cybersecurity, that's a little bit misleading because that makes you think computer. But also under that umbrella are the phone calls that people get saying, this is the electric company. And if you don't pay this bill right now, we're going to turn your power off or this is the IRS and you owe us $3,000 in back taxes. And if you don't send us some gift cards right now, then you're going to go to jail. (laughs) You know, all those types of things. And so having a daily money manager in place, I would think would assist in keeping people from falling prey to those types of scams.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's So sad to see because there are several different types of scams and it comes from all angles. Sometimes it's it's a friend or family member that's distant that comes in and says that they're going to help do a project and they'll get money from them and then they're never found again. It's very sad. And my husband, uh, he's actually a deputy for the sheriff's office here and of course we don't talk about his cases or anything but he will let me know if there's any you know new scams that have just come up you know he was one of the first ones that told me about the solicitation and exploitation with the covid relief fund so oh. i was able to notify my clients and say hey do not answer this call if you answer the call
0: just hang up right cuz there are so many and for somebody who is not necessarily plugged into the internet and all of the news and all of the things. You know, we learn things online via social media, sometimes a news program or... A website that we're visiting, but their news is typically limited to what they're going to see on the television. Exactly. And on the television, you don't see very much talk about the different scams that are happening. They are not on the lists, the email blast list that will give them an update on the current scams. And so it's hard for people who are not active online to really understand what's happening out there and they take it very seriously. And also that Generation is respectful of people that they believe are persons of authority. You know, so if the IRS or their doctor or their bank manager or somebody calls them, they're going to put faith in what that person is saying because that's the way that they were brought up. Right. Exactly. And I love that you guys can serve in communities as well. So here's a situation I'm curious about. If somebody has an accident of some kind, and this, regardless of age, I would think would be useful. So they have to spend six weeks or so in a rehab. Can you do a temporary situation where you manage someone's finances for them while they are incapacitated and then hand it back over later?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh typically in that sort of situation, I like to coordinate with the power of attorney. Most of my clients do have one in place. If not, that's typically one of the first things that I'd advise or suggest is to get the documents, the estate documents in place. Typically, a power of attorney can transfer the account to a checking account that they can manage, or I can also have a separate login just as a trustee could to where I can pay the bills. But of course, I do not like to pay any bills unless I have the approval by the client themselves or their power of attorney. So I do like to partner with them. So that way I'm I'm extremely transparent. But yes, I don't ever let anything slip through the cracks. (laughs)
0: Very good. So then let's talk about your typical client, because I would assume that in your position at All About Aging that most of your clients are likely older adults. But do daily money managers serve other age groups and demographics as well? Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: I specialize in, yes, the retirees, especially clients with dementia. I've had somebody with progressive supranuclear palsy, uh, which is an extreme rare disorder um, that affects your your body movement, your coordination, all different areas of the brain. So that's what I specialize in. But there are also daily money, money managers out there that help younger professionals. You know, somebody that's has their own business, but they're just so busy with life and running the business that they just need somebody in the background helping make sure payroll's paid and and bills are being paid. Daily money managers also help nonprofits as well. They can also act as a trustee, a fiduciary uh, appointed by the court. Uh, there are several different types of clients that daily money managers can help and assist.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. This is just all so new to me. I mean, we've all heard of assistance and hiring people to kind of just take care of some of your loose ends. But I love how directed this is. And Mm -hmm. I love that you have specific education that's related to it so that you can do a good job. So let's go over what happens when somebody retains your services. What's the first thing that you would do with a family or an individual when they call to consult with you?
1: Typically, the first thing I like to do is just get a gist of their overall financial health. So I like to know, you know, what accounts do they have? How much are in the accounts? What are they paying from what accounts? And who do they pay maybe annually? Because sometimes, you know, if you're in the moment and you've been with this client for, say, eight months and then something random pops up, say they might be in a hospital, you need to know what did they pay annually that you may have not spoken about before. So once I get the gist of their overall plan and health, I like to continue to review their statements and their bank accounts for any income and expenses. Uh, That way we know, are all of the expenses necessary? Are there anything that we can cancel? Or or is there something in their life that they do need that they didn't know about, like a, a, a service such as LifeLock? We can take a look at that. I like to monitor bills for any irregularities. Sometimes a company can send a bill and say, oh, you haven't paid this from months before. Well, I have a good system that helps me keep track of all of the things that have been paid. For instance, there was a business that sent an invoice that was three months behind. So they said, but then I found in my records that yes, we actually paid this, and it was by this check number, and it was deposited on this day. So I was able to contact that company, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, you're right, you're right. We we had a glitch in our system during the summer months. So yes, we will make sure that that gets credited to their account. I like to balance the checkbooks. Organize and maintain financial records. If they don't already have one, I will help create a budget. And then a lot of what I do as well is I I like to negotiate with creditors. Um, So even if that's an insurance claim that maybe wasn't published correctly, um, I'm able to communicate with the medical office and then the insurance company to make sure that the codes that were used were correct. So that way things can be paid as they should have been. I help set up online banking and then once a year around tax time, I help collect the tax documents and deliver those to their professionals. Or if they don't already have one, I can help coordinate that because I do act as a liaison between attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, and so forth. And then my biggest, biggest uh, part of daily money management is I do my best to help avoid exploitation. Sometimes they're already in the throes of it. And so I just have to jump in and help, whether it's, you know, a charge that needs to be disputed or just, I had a client one day, he was sitting in his doctor's office and he was, he was reading a medical magazine and he found these vitamins that he really wanted to try. And he didn't tell me, but he already ordered them. (laughs) Well, once they oh, came boy. in, yeah, and once they came in, they were $120. He didn't realize that, he said, and he wanted to send them back. So I contacted the company and they said, yes, we'll give him a full refund. Well, then about 30 days later, <laughs> he had several charges from several vendors that we had never heard of. And one oh, was no. similar to LifeLock and he already had LifeLock. So, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. So I called this company that was similar to LifeLock, and she says, Oh, okay. Has he ordered anything on TV as seen on TV ads or in a medical magazine? I said, Actually, yes. <laughs> recently, she says, Oh, well, that's how they got him. Then, basically, if they order anything online or medical magazine ads, he will get, you know, kind of suckered into 30 <laughs> day free oh, trials. Boy. And they word it so suspiciously that that you don't even know and you just agree to do it. Well, then after 30 days, all of these companies start charging you. So he got himself in a pickle. And so I just jumped right in and helped cancel all of these subscriptions he got put into (laughs) and get his money back.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, there are so many people who don't have a Heather on their side, you know, Mm -hmm. and it Happen to anyone of mm-hmm. any age. I've been there before myself, and you start to see strange things popping up on your credit card statement. And you know, I'm one of mm-hmm. those people who is a little bit anal about it. I check my <laughs> statements a couple times a month. My daughter's yes. worse than I, am. she checks hers every single week. Mm-hmm. But you know, I check them and make sure that every single charge on there is something that I recognize. And it is not uncommon for me to find at least a couple on an annual basis of things that jump in there that shouldn't be there and don't really know how they got there, but somehow they did. You know, Older adults are definitely a target for those types of things because they don't pay attention to that. They don't know to Mm -hmm. look for it. They don't know what to do if they see something strange. It's easier for them to just pay the bill and and not worry about it. Right. And I...
1: I also see that with my clients that sometimes they will get themselves into a predicament and they're so embarrassed that they don't want to tell me, well, of course I'm reviewing their account. So I see it. Luckily, you know, this client did tell me that he ordered these vitamins and then we knew kind of what to expect as far as, you know, how are we going to get the money back? And then when we, when we ran into the 30 day free trials, So luckily I was able to jump in and help, but a lot of times the elderly, they they get embarrassed and they don't want to ask for help. And a lot of the clients that I get, if I'm hired by the family, it's because like you said, even it it happens to you as well. So Mm -hmm. just imagine like you're having to look out for yourself, but then also you have to look out for your, your mother, your grandmother, your family member. And it, it sometimes with, ha- with having a full life, busy life, it's hard to also manage somebody else's finances. So that's a lot of time why I get called. <laughs>
0: I totally relate to that. I am not a sandwich generationer anymore, but I was, you know, my husband and I, we were caregivers for about a 10, 11 year period for multiple parents all at different times, but it had us in that state of mind for a very long time. And when we began that journey, we had two kids at home still. And Having to juggle everything was very difficult, especially when it came to having to communicate with insurance companies and make sure that things were being handled the right way and getting qualified for this, that, or the other. And it was just amazing how much time that took. And so I can understand, especially for long distance caregivers, how this would offer some peace of mind for them.
1: Yes, for sure. I recently had a client pass away. He was so sweet, and his daughters lived out of town. One was in Georgia and one was in Michigan. So, they were so thankful <laughs> to me. They said, "If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have known, you know, who to call to even cancel, you know, like the electric company or I just have a good grasp on the situation to where they were able to to ask me for help." Right but I've also had somebody recently that was local who is a caregiver for her aunt, her elderly aunt, and she just needed somebody to come in uh because she recently had her move in with her to go through all of the paperwork, just boxes and boxes and boxes of files and paperwork and mail that her aunt held on to, and she said, I don't know what's current and what can be shredded you know so I can even do things like that. Just help you organize. (laughs) And before I left, um, it actually took two days. She thought it would only take one day, but it took two days to go through everything. But by the time I left, she said, can I hire you for myself?
0: (laughs) I love it. That's great. So I think we could all use a Heather from time to time. (laughs) Well, I'm here if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) So how many hours for a typical client are you spending per week?
1: It ranges. I would say it could range anywhere from just two hours a month to 12 hours a month. It just depends on what is needed.
0: Sure. That makes total sense. And so do most money managers work on a retainer basis or an hourly basis?
1: Currently, I work as an hourly basis. So with my rate, it's 65 an hour, but I don't charge you. Say I'm only there for 30 minutes. I don't charge you for a full hour. I charge you right. for however long I'm there helping you. And I can also work remotely too. So it doesn't mean I have to be there with you, but whatever right. work I'm working on, I charge you for what I'm doing. Other daily money managers can work on retainer. They can also work on just a flat rate fee because they've gotten them on a system, like I said. Uh, but just here at
0: All About Aging, we do like to work on an hourly basis. So I have a couple of questions related to when somebody passes. So the first one, when the spouse of somebody passes and you're brought in to kind of bridge the gap and get things in order, are there certain things that you're looking for as it relates to maybe social security or insurance, life insurance policies and things like that? Yes,
1: absolutely. One of the first things I like to do, uh, because it does take some time, Uh, I just had a recent client that hired me because her social security was a very low amount, but very, very limited. And she was worried that she wouldn't be able to stay where she's at with just that monthly rate. So her husband was getting way more than her. So uh, I like to call social security with the client. And this specific client, we were able to do to change the spousal benefits over into her name. And because of this, because I was able to call Social Security with her and do the correct forms, uh, her monthly rate increased $1,600 that month um, oh, wow. for the remainder. Yes. So that's the first that's thing that feel. I like to do. <laughs> yes, And then, yeah, look at the long-term care insurance. Make sure they will be covered, The the surviving spouse. And then make sure that the insurance companies are paying what was supposed to be paid for the deceased spouse, you know, any medical bills that they had in, uh, accrued before passing. And then sometimes say the husband passed away. Well, the husband was the one paying the bills. And now the surviving spouse has no idea where even to start. So then it's almost like I'm starting over in a way. If, if I just got hired at that moment and I wasn't, you know, previously in place, Um, then I have to start all over and just help the surviving spouse find out, okay, what needs to be paid? What has been paid? What's current? What's due? But yes, definitely calling social security is usually my number one thing to do to make sure they're getting what they can to be able to survive and continue to live how they're living.
0: I would think that in in the situation when you're going in after the death of a spouse, who has been the person to take care of all of the bills their entire life together. Do you find that it's hard to find all of the accounts and insurance policies and other things that exist?
1: Yes. Sometimes I can reach out to their professionals if they have them as CPA uh, attorneys, they kind of have an idea as well as you know what accounts they've had. And sometimes we just kind of need to wait for the mail to come in. So, another client, she, her husband passed away and he ended up having an account, an investment account listed transfer upon death to her, to the wife. And she didn't know about this account. So I was able to contact the company with her, you know, have her sitting with me, um, contact the company, explain what happened, how the spouse passed away and she's listed as transfer upon death. And um, we got that switched over too. So now any dividends that come uh, will now come to her name and not the husband's. So that's also income that um, she can, that can help her survive.
0: Wow. Those are people that are happy to see your face when you show up, I <laughs> bet. <laughs> Aw. Honestly, the money is a big stressor. It is how many times have you heard about money being the cause of the demise of a relationship or Mm -hmm. causing drama within a family? And as it relates to family, have you run into any situations where maybe there's some family trying to get their hands on mom or dad's money and having you in place prevents that from happening?
1: Oh, yes. Actually, um, family members, yes. But I just had a situation yesterday where I was at my client's house and She likes to pay this gentleman who's a friend, and she just told me yesterday before he came over, and I'm so glad that I was there still when he came over, but she told me that initially she would pay him in advance for any projects or home improvement um, projects, and then he would have to work it off later. Well, then she wouldn't see him for a few days. like She wasn't a priority. He would eventually get it done, but it would take some time. Well, this woman, she gets dizzy. Uh, She has to use a cane or a walker. And, you know, one of the projects was just replacing a lip from the carpet to the hardwood floor she has, you know, just so she doesn't trip. And it took him days or even a week, she said, to come back. So yesterday, this friend came over and he is in the process of replacing her bathtub switching it from a bathtub to a walk-in shower. That way she doesn't have to worry about tripping. So when he came over, he's like, can I talk to you in the living room? And she says, yes, yes, yes. Well, of course I can hear. So I'm eavesdropping. I know that's so wrong, but it was there to help her and protect her. He was saying. Not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So he said um, he's going to go to the store and he would prefer to have her card, her credit card and cash just in case. And oh I said, no, why don't you pay in advance? Like you pay for it and then give her the receipt and we can give you a check. And of course he wasn't very happy with that. But, um, when he left with, you know, with nothing, she said, I'm so glad you were here because I would have given him both. Cause he's such a talk, a fast talker. And I just said, when he does that to you, don't get overwhelmed and anxious because that's his goal. I said, blame me. You can use me and just say, Heather told me no, that I can't do that, that we will give you a check or even your attorney. I said, you can also use her name because she's fine with that. (laughs) So of course she, she was very, very thankful. And now I get to see her at least once a week and I'm, you know, To make sure that he doesn't take advantage of her.
0: (laughs) That is so good. I think that is probably one of the most hidden benefits about what you offer. This lady is probably living by herself Mm -hmm. and doesn't have somebody there looking out for her best interest. And when somebody like that, and I'll tell you, we've renovated a home. Uh, historic home. So we've been taken by a few people. Mm -hmm. It was a project that has taken so many years. I don't even, I've lost count, but when contractors come in and tell you what they're going to do, and this is what they're going to need and you write a check and then you don't see them anymore. And that's just unacceptable. And especially when it's something that could cause a danger to the person living in a home. Yes, you know absolutely. She needs to be safe in her home and to be able to have easy mobility and not have to worry about falling and being stuck there with nobody, nobody to help her. Right.
1: And I told her, you know, she has signed on with both my services and care management services. So she told me, I just don't want to make him mad. That's another reason that she just kind of goes along with it. She said, because he's Aww. the only one that I can call if I fall in the middle of the night. I said, um. No, it's not. You can call your care manager. You can call me. You can call anybody. We will be here. We are here local and we work 24 seven. So (laughs) definitely call us.
0: (laughs) Doesn't it make you wonder because a lot of people are relying on people like him in their lives. And it sounds like He, Although he's taken advantage of her in the sense that he takes a long time to complete the projects, she's actually very lucky that he's one who has actually completed them. Yes. There are many out there who will take the money and run Mm -hmm. and never show up again. Right. But even still, I'm glad that you were there to help her. And I love that All About Aging now has this in their offerings of services because it's really important. And I really appreciate that you're here to explain all of this to us.
1: (laughs) Of course, no problem. I enjoy
0: being here. So do you have any sage advice for those who are thinking about mom or dad who are struggling a little bit to live independently, or maybe someone who themselves is thinking I might need a little assistance? What would you say to them?
1: I would just say, we all think that we can do it alone, but sometimes it's it's okay to just ask for help and you don't have to go it alone.
0: Great advice. And for those who live outside of the Central Florida area, how would they find a daily money manager?
1: Well, I definitely recommend going through the ADAM site, the American Association of Daily Money Managers. Uh, there is an option on the website to type in your zip code. And you can select find a DMM, a daily money manager, within 25 miles or 50 miles of my location. They are all over. We just had
0: a national conference two weeks ago,
1: and they are all over this nation.
0: Well, I will include the link for that in the show notes and also in the blog post for episode 35 at sageaging.us. So if you're interested in learning more about daily money managers and what they do, all of that will be there for you. Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. And I know that my audience appreciates it too.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate the invitation to join you today. And I just want to say that I appreciate all that you do for the aging community and all of the resources you have put out to the community. You're doing a wonderful job.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That really makes my day for real. This is, you know, all of the things I do, I think I get just as much payback as anybody else does, because I lay down at night knowing that I made a difference and that makes me feel great. So thank you for being a community partner in that. Definitely. And thank all of you for listening. You're as big a part of the equation as anybody else. You are the reason that every week I jump on the mic and do something that for a while was a little bit uncomfortable for me but has gotten very comfortable and has become the highlight of my week. I enjoy my time with you so much and I hope that you do too and I hope this conversation has been helpful for you and that it has given you some food for thought about some other things that you might put in place to ease your load just a little bit. Now I've mentioned before in the last couple of episodes. If you're a caregiver, I really want to hear from you because we are putting together some caregiver spotlights. Those of you who are listening have said you really want to hear what other caregivers are facing and how they're navigating their journey. And so we want to hear from you. And if you'd like to be a part of that, you can just drop me a line at info at sageaging.us Otherwise, if you're enjoying the Sage Aging Podcast, I would love it if you would subscribe, follow, or leave us a review. You can do that at your favorite podcast app, or you can do that on Facebook. More importantly, share the Sage Aging Podcast with a friend. And if you want to catch up on back episodes or see the blog post for episode 35, head over to sageaging.us. You'll find that there and a lot more as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk real soon.